So I'm going to be talking today about encouraging one another. We're going to talk about love and, again, the direction that God has placed for this church and to love the Lord with all our hearts. You know, you know I know it's a little repetitive, but this is something we have, to, we have to grasp and we have to fully grasp. To love the Lord with all of our hearts, of course, to love one another and to live lives in holiness and demonstrating that holiness with a power with the power of the Holy Spirit and so we got to encourage one another and we do that by speaking words of encouragement to one another and that's one way that we could love one another is to encourage one another and so I want us today's message is going to be about encouraging because we all need encouragement we all need to be encouraged sometimes we're a little down and we just need encouragement you know God has created all of us equally, all of us have been created equally in the image of God, and all has given, God has given all of us the same duty, which is to love one another, to love one another with all of hearts. Romans 12:10 says, "Be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves." Think about that. And there's other parts of scriptures where we see where it says Jesus, and, uh, Jesus has put himself below people and, and has put others regarded others greater than himself. So here we're, we're, we're being told to devote ourselves to one another, even above ourselves. That means think of others before we think of ourselves. Now, how in the world can we do that? How in the world could we start, could we think of others more than ourselves? And we can start by looking towards Jesus. We can start by looking towards what Jesus did on the cross. And that's our ultimate example is Christ. You know, he did go to the cross. He was, died on the cross for you and me, he was resurrected for you and me. He gave everything for each and every one of us. And so he is the one that gives ultimate encouragement, so we look to him. If we look to Jesus, if we get closer to God, then we'll be able to love one another in the way that God has intended. Because if we try on our own, we kind of mess things up all over the place. But if we try in the love of God, then we can do better at it. Amen? We all need that encouragement. You know, God is all about uniting his people. God is always about unity. God does not want his people to be separated and divided. God wants his people to be united. You know, we live in, in, in a world where everything is kind of just, I don't know, everything's falling apart. You have division everywhere. But that's not from God. You know, that is not from God. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. That's the spirit of the enemy that is bringing division. And God wants to bring unity. So in order for us to become united, we have to trust in God. We have to look to God. We have to look and, and, and look at the scriptures, be part of the scriptures, live the scriptures so that we can avoid all the stuff that's out there and just focus on who our God is. Just like when we were singing this morning, holy is our God. You know, when we're singing that, when we're praising that, when we're honoring God, we're not worried about anything else. We're just honoring and worshiping God. And so we need to live our lives that way. And um, this, again, is a little bit repetitive, but I'll remind us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Ephesians tells us in six, chapter 6, verse 12, chapter 6, verse 12 and 13, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your guard, and after you have done everything to stand, so one of the ways that we can fight the enemy, last week we talked about, you know, honoring 
you know, our mother and father honoring God is, is one way that, in that way that we can fight spiritually. Well, this is another way that we can fight spiritually, which is encouraging one another. You know, encouraging one another actually is spiritual warfare. Because a lot of us, we just need to be lifted up. We just need a little pick-me-up sometimes. Because a lot of times we're just down. And that's the truth. And when we pick each other up, when we lift our spirits in the name of Jesus, you know, that's, that's battling against what the enemy is trying to do to destroy God's people. There's been studies, countless studies that have been done for, for children, for example. And, um, and here I wrote some of them down. It says, if children live with encouragement, they learn confidence. If children live with tolerance, they learn patience. If children live with praise, they learn appreciation. If children live with acceptance, they learn to love. If children live with approval, they learn to like themselves. If children live with recognition, they learn it's good to have a goal. If children live with sharing, they learn generosity. If children live with honesty, they learn truthfulness. If children live with fairness, they learn justice. And if children live with kindness and consideration, they learn respect. And this last one I added myself, that if children live in a relationship with God, they will learn to be children filled with the Holy Spirit and be an example of God's glory for all of us to see. So if we, if we need to encourage one another, and, and we, we can get encouragement from, from children, from young, from old, we get encouragement everywhere. We have to trust God, and we need encouragement. Children need this, so do we as adults. We also need to be encouraged in this way. Amen? Or is anybody here has attained it all and does not need one ounce of encouragement? I don't see. I, I, not, not one of you. Not one of us have attained it all. And we won't. And we need encouragement. We need, we need God to help us. And my prayer is that through this message, we'll learn a little bit about encouraging one another. And I want to look in the book of Acts, and we'll look at the beginning of the church. So in the beginning... In the book of Acts, the church is really young. The church is growing. The, the apostles are preaching everywhere. The people are coming left and right to the Lord. Thousands upon thousands are coming to Jesus, and they're preaching the word of God boldly. Everyone's excited and on fire for God. Of course, there's persecution, and there's all kinds of stuff going on. And then I want to particularly look at one man which was used to encourage people, and that was found in Acts chapter 4, verse 36 and 37. And this man was signaled out for his generosity and his encouragement to others. And the word of God says, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he, owed, he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. His name was Joseph, but we don't know him really by this name because his nickname was Barnabas. His nickname was Barnabas, and what that means is son of encouragement or encourager. You know, um, and that became, his nickname became who, who everybody known, knew him as, and it became who he was. He became known as Barnabas. It, you know, his name Joseph, we don't see it anywhere else, but we just know him as Barnabas, and that nickname stands for Sons of Encouragement. So he was an encourager, and here's one of the ways he encouraged. In uh, Acts 11, if you go back to 11, chapter 11, verse 22, says, Now the news of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived, he saw the evidence of the grace of God, and he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. 
He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. So you see that Barnabas was a man who encouraged. He encouraged others to continue to serve, to continue to stand firm. And he himself, through his encouragement, you know, a lot of people started coming to the Lord more and more just through his encouragement. And everywhere Barnabas was, you see encouragement. Anywhere he went, you see someone being encouraged. Even when Paul, the apostle, was angry, you see Barnabas stepping in and encouraging. You know, if you're not sure about that, I'll read it. I'll read from Acts 15, verse 36. You know, he had um, a disagreement with Mark, with John Mark, and, and Paul wanted to go separate ways, but then Barnabas says, here, I'll take him, and started encouraging him, and you'll see that he ended up doing great things too. So Acts 15 in verse 36, says, Sometimes later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. So they're going to go back to wherever they preach the word. They're going to go see how everyone's going, doing, if they're you know, still serving God, if they're continuing to stay firm. And so Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul didn't think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in their work. So here you have Mark that just kind of just quit on them, and, he, and Paul didn't want anything. He just didn't want to go with him. He didn't want to go with somebody who had quit on them. And so they had this, sharp, so verse 39, they had a sharp disagreement, and they parted company. And Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. So Paul didn't want to take him because of this. He saw him, I imagine he would see him kind of as a, as a quitter. He didn't, he didn't continue in their work. He just kind of left them. But Barnabas saw a young man that needed encouragement, and he said, I'll take you, and then he just encouraged him. Now, that doesn't mean that Paul did something bad. It just means that they, just, he just, they had a disagreement. Paul didn't want somebody that he didn't think would be faithful, but Barnabas said, just come with me, and they all went their way. Everybody was okay, they just went their ways. And so you see here that later on, about 12, 14 years later, this person who was encouraged by Barnabas ends up writing words in the New Testament, in the book of Mark. So you see that this encouragement you know, then took on a whole different a whole different you know, path for this man where he was able to stand firm. And I know that Barnabas had something to do with this because this disagreement happened and 12, 14 years later, after some encouragement, he's standing firm and continuing to serve the Lord free, fully and firmly in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So the word of encourager in, in Greek is called parakaleo, and it means to be by one side, to, to comfort one another, to, to strengthen so we all need that. We need to come to one side. We need to be by one another. We need to encourage one another, put our arms around one another. We, we need that support and that strength in our lives. Amen? You still with me? And this support, this encouragement needs to be spoken. We need to speak encouragement to one another, not just think encouragement. You know, because a lot of times we can think nice things, but we need to actually speak the words that God is putting in our hearts to encourage one another. Amen. Amen? Amen? So we need to learn that. We need to learn to speak to one another. And we all need these words of encouragement. We all need to be encouraged. Jesse? I think he's going to be here the whole service. 
But sometimes, as it may not be very easy to encourage sometimes, but sometimes we're quick to speak things that are discouraging, and we need to be careful of that. And the Word of God also warns us, warns us how to be careful with your tongue. And I'll read that part of Scripture in James chapter 3, verses uh, 2 through 6. It says, in, out of the New Living Translation, it says, Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. But we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in his mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. And even though the winds are strong. So in the same way, the, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest fire. Verse 6, And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. So we need to be worried about what we speak. We need to be thinking about what we speak and, and know that just like if you know anything about ships or boats, you know that it turns here and there by just that little rudder or even like the horse, like we looked in that example. And so we can do great things for God and then say something and destroy someone's hope by the things we say. So we need to be careful about that because we are put here to encourage one another. To, to praise God by encouraging one another, to lift each other up. You know, our society also in this day and age has this phenomenon which is social media. You know, everybody knows what social media is. You know, and we have um, Instagram, Facebook, you know, Tumblrs, all the different ones that are out there. You know, some, there's some that some people, you know, there's, there's a bunch out there. And, you know, you can text. And so we have to be careful of what we say. You know, we have to lift one another up, even in those areas of life. Even, in, even on social media, we can say things that hurt people and bring people down. And that's just as bad as if we were talking to them face to face. We need to lift people up and not be, and we need to be careful because we just need to watch what we say and trust in the Spirit of God so that we can be like Barnabas and encourage one another. Amen? Amen? And then we need to encourage one another with our actions as well. Not only do we say things, but we need to live these things. You know, if we tell somebody that we're going to pray for them, then we need to pray for them, not just say that and then not do it. If you tell somebody, I'm going to help you, then help them. Don't just say it and then disappear. You know, if, some, you know, if I, you know, I have a truck, so, so a lot of times people ask me, can you help me move stuff? And so if I say, yeah, sure, I'll help you, but then I disappear and never be heard again, you know, that's not an act of kindness. So if I say yes, then I need to help, you know, and, and it's not, we do that out of the love of our heart because we want to encourage one another. The simple things can encourage one another, and we need to be able to do this because God has ordered us to do this. You know, in, in Hebrews, we won't go into that, but Hebrews tells us, that maybe I'll read it at the end, but Hebrews tells us that it's sinful to not be encouraging to one another. Because when we encourage to one another, we help stand firm in our faith. And when we're being discouragement to others, sometimes it causes people to walk away from their faith. That's and that's very sinful. And we cannot live that way. We need to live in a way that's encouraging one another to stand firm in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Still with me? 
So let's look at, let's look at uh, another situation where we see that Barnabas was helpful. And, um, and this is towards Paul himself. So, you know, go back a couple of uh, chapters to Acts chapter 9, verse 26 and 27. It says, when Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers. So here's Saul. Now he's trying to meet with the believers. But they were all afraid of him. And if you've read the book of Acts, you see why they were afraid of him, because he was persecuting um, the Christians and killing them. And, and now he's you know, had the experience with God, and now he's trying to join the ranks of the Christian people. And they're kind of like, well, hold on a minute. I'm not sure if this guy is just trying to infiltrate to get us all. But we're being cautious here. So they didn't believe that he had truly become a believer. Verse 27, then Barnabas shows up. Here comes Barnabas brought him to the apostles, and he told them how Saul has seen the Lord on his way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. And he also told them that Saul had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. So here's Barnabas that comes to save the day and then says, look, Paul's okay. I saw him preaching the word. I saw people coming to the Lord. I saw him talking in the name of Jesus, and, and he would not be able to do this if uh, he wasn't serving God. You know, and so, you know, here we see that you know, Jesse. <laughs> it's not the easiest thing to preach with a child behind you. <laughs> but so here we see, you know, his name is Saul because he still hadn't changed his name to Paul. And then he had that conversion on the, on the, on the word, on the road to Damascus. And so, you know, Barnabas takes Paul and, and, and he stands up for him. And he told him about that, his conversion. He's telling everybody about all the good things he did. And then he was able to be, to be brought in to the group. And we all know that Paul did a lot of great things and a lot of mighty things for the Lord, all because he was encouraged. I mean, he had that experience with God himself. And we've had experience with God ourselves, where God has shown up in our lives in mighty ways. But we also need encouragement from one another. We need to encourage one another. And that'll lift us to places that we didn't even know we can go sometimes. And God knows that, and that's why he puts it in the word that we need to encourage one another. And Barnabas, through his actions and his words, is an example of that. And he helped Paul in his reputation and even in his walk with the Lord. So Barnabas, you see, his actions are matching his words, right? So as people of God, we need to do the same thing. As God's chosen people, you guys are God's chosen people, we need to do the same thing. Our actions need to match our words. Amen. We need to truly love one another, genuinely. Genuinely love one another. And also be careful not to hurt one another. Sometimes, sometimes it's better not even to speak and just show an act of love. Sometimes when we speak, we just speak things we shouldn't speak. But sometimes an act of love is all it takes. It could be a smile. It could be a look of compassion. It could be a tear with someone that's hurting. But we need to show compassion and we need to show love. People need that touch. In relationships, um, in spouses, in, in, in relationships like that, sometimes you don't need to speak. You could just stand alongside your spouse and, and put your arm around them or just hold them. Don't say anything. 
and that's encouraging. It's showing support. <laughs> it's showing, I love you. Don't, it doesn't matter what you're going through. I'm there with you. So we need to, be, we need to show support. Now, you can't go around hugging everybody like that unless they're your spouse. <laughs> but you get what I mean. We need to support one another. And we need to show God's love to one another. We need to be tender. Men, I suggest you try this in your marriages. Don't say anything. Don't solve problems. Just hold your wives. <laughs> and most of all, we need prayers. We can encourage each other by praying. By praying, by praying, and by praying, and by praying. You know, I don't like to, to, to signal people out, but Danielle, you are very much an encourager, and you have encouraged me so much. This young lady, a lot of you might not know her, but she asked me all the time, don't be embarrassed, it's okay. She asked me all the time, you know, how am I doing? And then once asked for, and says she's praying for me, and she genuinely prays and genuinely cares. And that is what encouragement is. I say that, please, I don't say that to be, for you to be embarrassed. It's, I want you to, you help encourage. You really help encourage. <laughs> And we all need to be examples like that, to encourage one another and to help each other out. Pray for one another. Pray for those that we don't like. Pray for those that you like. We need to just pray for one another because God says that we need to pray and we need to trust in God. We need to, to speak words of encouragement. Amen? And you never know how God's going to use the encouragement that we could give to somebody else in their lives. You just never know. And in the same way, if we're, if we're discouraging to someone, that could take somebody away from even the words of God. Yeah. And it could, I know people who have left the church, like completely, for 20 plus years, because a, a leader said something discouraging to them. You know, and I know that it's, you know, you have to put your focus on God, and, and ultimately it's your, your relationship with God that matters. But we can do a lot to hurt someone, and we can do a lot to lift somebody up. And if we're going to love one another the way God is telling us to love one another, then we need to lift each other up the best that we can. Amen? So this church is a church that, again, is, is going to be one that's filled with the Holy Spirit, where we seek the Holy Spirit, where we're seeking God in everything that we do. And, and again, I'm being repetitive, but I'm being repetitive on purpose. We have an enemy and that enemy is trying to destroy you. He's trying to take your mind and divide it all over the place so that you can't focus on God. Because again, that scripture we read earlier, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. Some people don't believe that there are dark forces, but the word of God is telling us that there is. And by experience, I know that there is. And some of you also know that there is by experience. But even if you don't have that experience, you know by the word of God that there is dark forces that are trying to destroy you. And our fight is not against people, but it's against those dark forces. And we need to understand that. It's not against people, but the dark forces behind that. Amen? Amen. So we have to stand firm on the authority God has given us. And we have to give the word of God in a, in a mighty, profound, just
just biblical way, in a way filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to trust in the Lord and know that God will use us to do mighty things. We all know that the enemy roars around like a lion waiting for someone to devour, but we know that we can stand firm in the name of Jesus by the word of God, and we need to be strong. So the Ephesians at the end of that tells us to be strong. In Ephesians 6.10, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So we need to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, and we do that by listening to scripture even from the beginning and in this case today we're talking about encouraging one another in our direction that God has taken us is taking us as a church to love one another love God first love one another and we can do that by encouraging one another but we can't do that if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit so you see how it all goes together if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit how can you encourage one another how can you give kind words if if you just feel like you don't want to give anything that's kind. Pastor Arthur says sometimes you can't give what you don't have, right? And I totally agree with that. If you don't have God, if you don't have the Word of God with you, how can you give that? You know, God is not a magic potion where you say, well, He'll just give me the words. Well, we have to have the words in our heads so that God can remind us of the words to share with one another. So we have to get in the Word. We have to stand firm against the evil one. But we can't be afraid. We can't be afraid and remember that the evil one has been defeated by the hand of God. So it's, it's extremely easy to encourage one another because the enemy has been defeated and we stand in the name of Jesus on the Word of God. And we should all hopefully be like Barnabas's where we can be encouragers to one another instead of detractors of the faith for one another. And I'll finish with this verse. I'll just end with this verse. In Hebrews chapter 3, 13, it says, Be, it says, but encourage one another daily. So it tells us to encourage one another daily. Not just once every two years or once every six months. You know, daily. Daily encourage one another. Why? Because we need encouragement daily. When someone gives an encouragement, we get encouraged, but then sometimes it goes away quickly. I've seen people just leave church super encouraged. They're flying high in the name of Jesus. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. But Monday, it's a different story. <laughs> so we need encouragement daily. And this is the word of God telling us that as long as it is called today, is it still called today? Yes. So we need encouragement. We need to be encouraged in this and, and encourage one another so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So look at how important it is to be an encourager to your brothers and sisters. Maybe you've never thought about it this way, but we need encouragement so that we can be not, so we cannot be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Think about that. Encouragement can help us to get away from the deceitfulness of sin. Bet you didn't know that a little word of encouragement from you can go such a long way. The Bible tells us that it can. And we are all ambassadors in the name of Jesus, speaking the words of truth for our wonderful Lord and Savior. And we all need encouragement because all of us are going through a multitude of things. But we're also walking together in our faith towards the eternal salvation in our Lord Jesus Christ. And together we will stand Together we will hold the line. Together we will 
speak the truth and nothing will come between us and divide us because we are the people of God. So I want you to be encouraged today. Verse 14 of that, what we were reading says, we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original convictions firmly to the very end. So if we want to endure, we have to hold our convictions to the very end. Now what does that mean? Hold our hold hold till the very end. It means it means to stay on fire for God. It means to stay connected to God. It means to keep singing holy to our God and knowing that he is a holy God. It means to know that we are a holy people. Don't put yourself down in any way, shape, or form. You are holy because God has set you apart for Him and for His service. And as holy people, our job is to walk in that righteousness and to glorify God by being like Barnabas and encouraging one another. So I could be mean to him and tell him he has a phone out. Or I could say that was a wonderful melody. And I think that was a wonderful melody. <laughs> so we need to encourage one another and praise God together. There's, there's some, some places, some churches, because my child has been hiding out behind me here, would be very angry. But why? Why? When we all need to live in the love of God. When we all need to share that love of God. And God just wants us to, to live in that love. If you read the beginning part of, of Hebrews, you'll see when, when, um, when this argument is being made, he says to appeal to love. Instead of holding on the authority that he can hold on to, he appeals to love. And so we need, yes, we have authority but we also, in Christ, but we also have love. And that love is the same love that drew Christ to the cross and he paid for our sins so that we can be saved. So I encourage you today to be an encourager and to do that because not only has God demanded this of us but we have that we have that we have that for which to give because all of you here I know that you guys love the Lord and <laughs> brother are you looking for a beauty salon <laughs> that's kind of funny <laughs> God is so good. God is so wonderful. <laughs> That's just funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> but let's, let's go the rest of our day today encouraging one another. Because not only do we need to do this, God has told us to do it. And we have to stand firm until the end. We need to share in our faith. Let me read that last part. I'll read the whole verse again from 13. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. 
So that key part, hold your conviction in Christ Jesus firmly to the very end. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we love you and we praise you and we glorify you this, this morning. Help us, Lord Jesus, to encourage one another, Lord. Help us, Father God, to open our hearts to you. If someone is here and has never opened their heart to you, I encourage you to do that to the Lord today, to trust in God. For the word of God says, if you believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, that you will be saved. So Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, and I thank you for the people here today. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are with us. I thank you, Father God, that you can help us to get back on our, on our feet, Lord. I, I pray that you help us, Lord Jesus, to put aside the things that are hindering us and to look towards you humbly, meekly, Lord Jesus, looking towards you. May we encourage one another and may we continue to pray one another, Lord. So, Father, we want to lift up your name and sing to you before we go and praise your holy name. Lord, I invite you to work and to minister in the hearts of your people as we finish, Father, glorifying you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.